Hi, this is Mimi and welcome to my podcast, The Lovely Becoming. Today's guest is Katie Crenshaw, who's an amazing mother, um, advocate and storyteller. um, And I'm really excited to have you on. Hi, Katie. Hi, I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much. Um, Tell us about yourself. What do you do? What do you love? I, uh, as you said, am a mom of three. I also um, full-time create content and blog, and I've been doing that for about six years now. Um, I also wrote a children's book, so I have that wing of everything. And yeah, just basically keeping everything organized for everybody who lives here is a full-time job in itself. So (laughs) (laughs) amazing. Yeah. It's, I, barely keep myself organized for me. And so I can imagine other people's lives too. (laughs) It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Um, tell us about your journey of sharing about body image on social media. Yeah. So I guess I've always kind of talked about things that were more vulnerable and harder conversations since I started blogging. And when I started blogging, I had a newborn, my second daughter was just born and I was kind of new to the stay-at-home mom world um, and also re-acquainting re with um, postpartum depression and things like that. So I, I kind of was I always used my blog as an outlet to have those conversations and kind of just evolved as something I realized women wanted to talk more about. I think I, I think I originally did like a loop or something with some other creators to like bring awareness to all kinds of bodies. And then once I saw the response, I was just like, okay, this is, um, this is something we need to be talking about more. Yeah, definitely. I think that's so amazing because it's a little bit more common now, but I think in the past couple of years, it it really wasn't available to people. Um, So it's really cool that you're such a pioneer in this work. It has been really cool to see how it was more taboo and now it's kind of trending. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, switching gears a little bit. Um, you talked about coming out, um, and on your Instagram and that's such a cool thing for, um, lots for me and for everybody. Um, what is it like for you coming out to yourself, um, versus coming out in public? Oh, that's a great question that nobody's asked me before. Um, I, I definitely, well, there's so many layers, but coming out to myself was a journey um, because we tend to filter out what we know to be true about ourselves and replace it with what society tells us we should be um, or, you know, our culture or our religion or our family. So I almost think it's harder to come out to yourself. And I think a lot of people would probably agree with that. Um because you kind of gaslight yourself into thinking like, I'm wrong. Or like, if I've never been with a woman, how do I know? Or like, you know, those kinds of things. And I also think there's a misconception that coming out to yourself is like, like some kind of earth shattering, like major, you know, like you're all of a sudden attracted to all women and like, you know, everything in your life has to change. And, you know, it's really actually huge, but also just like, an acknowledgement. Like it was, I think I grieved, um, a lot of my life that I didn't have an open mind to who I could date or fall in love with. Um, so there's a little bit of that, but I think it was just more of like an acceptance of, of part of who I was. It wasn't something that like immediately changed everything in my life. Um, 
and I, and, and you do have to sit with it. And there are days too, where I still think I'm crazy and, you know, it's just part of the journey. But, um, and then I think it was probably, gosh, I don't know. It was several months later when I came out in public on my Instagram platform and it was just kind of on a whim. I thought I was going to have like this plan and I didn't, <clears throat> it wound up just being spur of the moment as like part of an AMA and, um, I was terrified, but <laughs> I also felt like it was the right time and it was the right time to share it. Um, and so I, I expected a lot of backlash, but I really got a lot of support and I especially got a lot of private messages from other women in the same exact spot as me with three kids and married or, or whatever. Um, so every time I'm afraid to do something like that, I always am rewarded in you know, the impact that it seems to have. Definitely. It's really cool how, when we share those scary parts, it, it, we're never alone in that, you know, and, um, obviously there's going to be people who have some interesting comments, but, um, there's always those people who are like me too, um, and who are really impacted by, um, your willingness to share. Yeah, totally agree. Um, when did you start therapy and what was it like for you in the beginning? I started therapy for the first time in my early to mid twenties. Um, Grayson was my oldest. He's 12, he's almost 12 now, but he was a baby. And I just felt like at that point I couldn't put off treatment anymore because it involved more than just me. And uh, I started therapy and I, I think I started with like CBT type stuff uh, and it was great. I mean, I remember really like loving it and wishing I had done it sooner. <laughs> so, so yeah, I guess it's been like probably a little over 10 years um, since I like originally started and I've been in and out of therapy since then. Nice. Do you have um, like something about like a favorite therapist that you really liked or something about them that really stood out to you? Well, I'm really great with therapists that like educate me and like give me directives. Like I'm not ever great with therapists that just like listen, <laughs> like, cause I can talk to anyone all day and like all I do is spiral. So, um, I really need somebody who can like give me direction and educate me because I am someone who just like needs to understand how things work. Um, I lived in Iowa for a couple years and I loved my therapist there. I don't know if it's because she's like the first therapist I ever really just like really connected with. Um, but I, I loved her and she was great. She was, it's like, once you get a good therapist, it's hard to replace them. <laughs> but I'm actually, I actually really like my new therapist in IOP. So I have high hopes. Nice. Yeah. It's really nice when someone like, especially when you're in a really vulnerable place, I think, and you like have a bond with a certain therapist that understands where you are. It's really healing. So, yes. Yeah. Um, so how do you handle, um, trolls (laughs) and hate on social media? Um, if that comes your way? Well, luckily it's not as constant as some people. And in some ways I'm thankful. I don't have like a massive platform. And so I'm not like, a constant magnet. Um, most of the time it's been an issue is like when I've had like viral press or like something that invites a bunch of people outside of my community. <laughs> um, and it depends, like, it, it just really depends. Like if they're just there to cause problems and that's obvious, you know, like they don't even 
whatever like there's some random like white man that wants to tell me I'm fat or something like I'm not gonna even engage um but if it's someone who you know just seems to be like misguided or like maybe I accidentally offended them or whatever like I I just usually do the kill them with kindness approach and if they want to leave they can leave Mm -hmm. yeah I think it's really important to remember that people have autonomy too like not follow you and not agree. And it doesn't mean you have to like berate someone with commentary about it. Oh, totally. I totally agree. Yeah. And I just encourage everyone all the time to, if somebody is aggravating you or like making you mad with their content, like don't follow them. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So it's interesting how much we want to stick around and like argue sometimes. And um, when we could just say, you know, this isn't, this isn't for me and that's okay. Yeah, totally. Um, What are a few things you wish people would normalize about motherhood? Oh, man, so many things. Um, Definitely the first thing that comes to mind is like the shared responsibility stuff, Um, especially if it's like a man-woman traditional situation. There's still just so much stigma around, you know, like the mother, like everything falls on the mom no matter what. So even if a dad is equally involved, you know, if something happens, people are going to be like, where was the mom? Um, or, you know, if a dad has equal responsibility, everybody seems to be like, oh, that's so great. He's so wonderful. And like, he's so perfect. And, you know, it's just still very imbalanced when it comes to that. Um, I know I've noticed every time I go on a business trip or something, people ask me like, where are the kids? And like, that's so great that you can leave them. And like, I'm like, Nobody would ask a man that ever. Um, yeah, so I feel like, you know, there's still a lot of gender stereotyping when it comes to moms. Um, also, obviously, mental health is is my platform. And, you know, motherhood, your motherhood, like, physiologically puts you at risk for a lot more when it comes to mental health and mood disorders. And, um, you know, I believe we don't screen well enough. We don't support well enough. Um, it's just, you know, it should be something that's more normalized and more talked about. Definitely. Yeah. I think there's still such a gap in, in, um, postpartum depression, postpartum OCD and thoughts that kind of are taboo and not talked about because we're like, okay, I understand sort of that. That's not like what the mother wants, but also we put a lot of blame on them. And, um, I think we're not very compassionate about, um, things that happen to us. Um, so yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, tell us about her body can. Okay. So I, (laughs) I started, so I've always had this platform to promote, you know, like, uh, adult positive body image, especially in women and moms and, um, a co blogger of mine who lives in Atlanta. Like we saw each other in an event and she, was like, we should like passion project, like write a body positive kids book, like for fun. Like, I know that's your niche. And like, I just had a baby and like, and I was like, okay, I, this is usually how I operate. I usually, I'm just like, okay, sure. We'll figure that out later. <laughs> um, so we started the process. I already knew an editor and, um, you know, it was a children's book. We got together a lot and brainstormed and it definitely went in a different direction than we originally ideated like we we ended up it ended up being her body can at the beginning of every sentence and it was like a 
almost like a rhyming couplet kind of book. And um, I incepted this her body can phrase a few years ago when I was encouraging women to talk about like what their bodies could do instead of what they look like. And so that wound up actually being the title of the children's book, which was really cool for me. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's a book about a little girl who is, you know, unapologetic about the way she lives her life in her body. Um, it's not based around her being bullied or like overcoming anything sad. It's just her being confident and doing all the things that, you know, stereotypes or society might tell her she can't. Yeah, that's really excellent because I think recently I've been learning a lot about how it's frustrating sometimes to talk about oppression and about how people are mistreated um, and to read about it in novels and to think about it all the time. And I think we need those experiences of joy and resilience and just like living our lives um, to inspire us and to help us see that like that's possible even in the midst of like, of course it's important to talk about oppression and things, um, but it's also important to have moments of joy and not constant hypervigilance. Yeah. And not to have to qualify joy with like something else. Definitely. Um, what does social justice mean to you? I know I'm throwing out a lot of questions. <laughs> that's okay. Um, gosh, that's a broad question. Um, <laughs> it, I guess it would mean equity for everyone in my eyes. And, um, you know, just the first step, I guess, would be just acknowledging that social justice is an important task that we should all be taking to heart and making a verb. Um, it obviously encompasses so many different things and there's so many problems um, across the board. So I guess as a whole, it would just be something we all need in our vocabulary. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And there's so many different types and avenues to pursue social justice. I think everyone, you know, has areas, um, where we can grow and learn. And, um, yeah, it's really important. And thinking about like different identities that people hold that we may not hold and the ways that you might hold one privilege and one marginalized identity or multiple, um, is really, um, intersectional and, and creates different narratives and everything like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, where are you now versus when you first started sharing about your body and about um, just being authentically yourself? Um, well, it's been interesting because that has always been my, you know, my journey that I've shared. Uh, but my journey, my life journey has gotten like significantly more complicated the last um, six months to a year. So it's definitely been interesting when things have gotten really out of my control, um, to figure out how to relay that to my audience and how to stay authentic while also protecting myself and how to, you know, maintain my brand and create content while still processing all of this in real time. So it's definitely been challenging lately, but, you know, things keep happening that, that make me feel like I'm still on the right path. So we're, we're doing it. <laughs> Amazing. I'm so grateful that you keep showing up. And, and I really appreciate that you mentioned like protecting yourself, even while sharing with the world, because I think it's so important to be like, not always talking about in real time, you know, I, and, but also being vulnerable because it matters. So yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, a fun question. What are your favorite foods? 
um peanut butter and jelly and cereal these are like my comfort foods um but I also really love Indian food and sushi and like I mean I like most food so amazing (laughs) (laughs) I love it um and the question I ask everybody how are you becoming oh man I'm by trusting the process and even when things are dark um just you know, sometimes it's minute to minute, but just being committed to staying as true to myself as I can and, and trusting that ultimately that will get me where I need to be. I love that. Well, thank you for this. It was nice and sweet. (laughs) Thank you for having me.